Welcome back, everyone. We have a very special guest today, Sergeant First Class Retired Rogelio Rudy Bumanglog. He served from 1973 to 1980 in active duty over in Germany and Korea. He later transitioned over to Army Reserve from 1980 to 2000, early 2000, in Hawaii. Now he's completely retired from the military, from his government service side of the house, and is living his dreams, living with his wife, and has three wonderful kids. Let's get right to it. Just for our audience, can you say who you are, where you're from? Uh, it's not where you're from, it's where you're going. And I, I know I know that I have an opportunity to, to come to America, and when I saw this, uh, you, they're talking about all this freedom, that we are talking about freedom, that, you know, if you work hard, you, you should uh, deserve something. You will have uh, a good uh, food on top of the table if you work hard. You don't depend on somebody. You have to earn your own, and which is that's what I did. You know, you have to, in order for you to have something, you have to work hard for it. It, it just, you know, you cannot, do not depend on your parents like that. Just like me, you know, you cannot. Well, I'm I'm one of the 13. I used to I used to listen to all this, uh, you know, lots of umut uh, uh, that I I heard uh, about. I I even have about. Uh, but you know, those are the things that I I learned something on those things. It, it was it was okay for me because I didn't know that uh, you know when when do, they do things like this, my uh, older siblings. When they uh, they school you, they they don't school you for uh, no reason. They school you to learn something that don't do that again. Or well, you know, sometimes you are a hard head kid, you know, and then uh, you just do it again because why did you do it again? You know, I don't know. But you know, they, this is what you know. When I was in the Philippines, it was like oh, uh, you're talking about money. Oh, oh my God! I used to go sell uh, pandesal too. Couldn't believe it. I thought I thought Osalito was like he was uh, he was mentioning that that he used to go sell uh, uh, the 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 wood, so he can go to college. But me, I before I came to Hawaii, I used to go sell uh, pandesal. And then you know you know these guys who uh, who cook the tab tobacco, and then somebody always there. Yeah. So oh, how many pugong? You know the I I go get the pandesal in town and then. Are you in the early in the morning you go bring on that oh they take the, I was uh, I was like maybe 16 so many years in the army I I have my retirement uh, my so many years in the government uh, as an environmental protection uh, specialist for the US Navy uh, I was a GS9 and my uh, total uh, you know my years is like 40 years. 40 years and six months. I can't believe it. How did they do that? Man, I, man it's all government. So, it's a Filipino that you 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 into that. It's it's hardly you to see a Filipino, especially me. Especially me. I you know I was born in the Philippines and get this kind of work. So I spent my three years at three quarter camp, and then oh life is good. I went sign up for another three years. And then they give me one year stabilization. I was with a 65th engineer. That's when my unit went to the Philippines again. And then, and then when we was in the Philippines, oh my goodness, this is it. 
I realized one year. What year did you go for? This is 1977 to 78. And then 78, from there on, oh, not even December, boom, I got my orders, man. I went back to Germany. So I, that's when I went to uh, Prabhu 469 Armour, the 80th Panther Division, right there in Mainz. And from there on, 78, 80, I spent my, uh, the rest of my uh, three years right there. Because I reenlist three years, huh? Okay. Yeah. After, after that four years, I reenlist another three years. And then one year stabilization in Hawaii. So I stayed with the 65th engineer. And the 65th engineer, they have the tank with the blade now, the bulldozer. So we used to go like here in uh, Big Island. Yeah, because here they didn't, we didn't have no firing range. It's only like in Big Island. And then after that, oh man, I went back to Germany. Then, wow, oh, man, that's for real, man. I, I went back to M60A1 tank. That that's the exactly tank that I I learned from uh, uh, Port Knox. And then you know the first time I went to Germany when I was at the border, they threw me into a Sheridan. I was I was in the Sheridan tank. You know the shoot missile, Silaila missile. But it's the same, you know, this one, it's more like, uh, this one get a range finder. It's more high-tech inside, inside this tank. Yeah. And then, you know what they did to me, huh? they, they sent me to, uh, they sent me to Binak in uh, Grafenbeer, you know, way out there. They, they, they want me to, they think I was alive already, you know, they want me to stay in the military. Yeah, so this, this is, so this is what they, what I did, you know, said. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to school, but uh, after after uh, I, I finish my school, my family is coming. So Lori and Tip Lorelei came. Lorelei was small kid. After that, said, Oh, so what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Are you gonna enlist? Man, it, it, you know, like the three guys, three of us in the in the in the in the battalion, three of us. None of us went enlist. We all went outside. And you know what? You guys need to see the brigade sergeant major. Yeah, and then the brigade sergeant major, sergeant major was a was a holy old man, and married to a Korean. Said, "Oh, you know, so, so what you gonna do? What you gonna do?" Said, "Oh, I know what I gonna do." And then, and then, what you gonna do? Oh shit, you know what? My wife is a nurse. Hey, I have to go home and babysit. I get one small babysit. He looked at me like, "Oh, your wife is a nurse? Yes, sir. I'm going. I'm going home." She told me, "I'm leaving. I'm getting out." But I, I never say anything. I didn't even know anything about National Guard and Reserve too. I don't know anything about those until somebody came and looked for me. I don't know. I was. They wanted to keep you in. Yeah. The, oh yeah. They said, oh anyway, where do you wanna be stationed at? Where? So I says, oh no, I don't wanna. Oh, give me the dream seat. You know, dream seat. They put you there. They tell you like, oh, you wanna go uh, Port Riley and or or Mountain Division in uh, New York or whatever. Oh, Korea! <laughs> they even asked me to go to, go to station in uh, Seven Army in uh, Korea. Yeah, because what the military tries to do is, you know, they want you to do 20 years active duty. But how did you know to transition over to reserve? You weigh the, the cost yeah. and the benefit yeah. of staying active duty, but also you're trying to put, you're trying to prioritize your family too. You know, being in the military, you, you don't. No, nobody tell you. Nobody tell you nothing. You, you, you learn them on your own. The same thing like when you join, so you, you just when you join, you said, "Oh, this is what it is." Okay, okay. Say, yeah, just do it. That's what it is. You, you don't know what what's going. They they promise you all kind of shit, and then 
Later on, you will end up not in a way, man, you know. It was hard. It was hard for me then. But nowadays, it's not, na- it's not like now because, you know, like me, when I see a, a young military guy, I say, hey, make sure you get your paperwork, uh, your, your uh, two-on file, uh, make sure everything's squared away. You know, a lot of persuading that I went through. You know, you know what they do. That that's a risk. When I, also another problem that I have in the, you know, my uh, medical records. You, you you know when you you're not feeling well or something happened to you and you 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 know. Oh, they said, hey, I'm going sick call. Said, oh man, and then you know what they do? They make they make fun with you. You know what said? Sick claim and lazy to the rear. Said said oh, oh, said then nobody then nobody going sick call. <laughs> I used to be like uh, you know like. Oh. Yeah, they just, because we had an uh, edge uh, station right close to us and then some 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 uh, units that... Or who encouraged you to go to sick call? I, I like to go on sick call, but this is, you know, the, the platoon sergeant, the, the, they don't want you to do it. They, they call you and say, hey, you know what, Rudy, don't go on sick call, we're going snack bar after this. Who's saying that? You know, all those other guys in my uh, squad. Yeah, they don't, they don't encourage you to when go. You... you know, when you in the morning, like, you know, like, oh, you're not, you're not feeling well already, and they say, oh. I need to go and see call man, because you know, like yesterday we were... Now you're benefiting from yeah. right? That you got seen and you got it recorded. When I go to like a VA now, I said, uh, is, is that what you're claiming? Is it on your record? No, it's not. Now, see what the... What, you see my... Yeah. When I was getting out active duty, they said, oh, there's no available, uh, you know, like the medics at the aid station. I, said, Hell, I never had done that. Like hearing, eye... Your body aches over years. The only reason why I went to the, the, the VA at that time is I have I work with this uh, Navy guy that he's he is really he's really sick. He been uh, been going to Tripler, but sometimes you know like when you when you make an appointment and you don't make it, and then and then you re-up, make a reappointment. Oh, you'll never you don't know you don't know when the next time they will take you again. And sometimes when you call here. Somebody else from San Francisco will answer you back. This guy told me, hey, you know what, Rudy? You need to go. You know, you need to you need to see the VA, you know what? Hey, something wrong with you, you know. Oh, you look at me, oh, nothing wrong with me with me, man. Shit. No, don't tell me that she said, Hey Rudy, maybe you get something. So I, I did. They it was November. November. I was on vacation. I was burning some uh, annual leave. So I went, fill up the paper and said, Hey, so what was what's your job? And then, oh, come to find out, all, all I need is the BA card, the BA card. And then, oh, you get tinnitus. How did you know that? Yeah, my earring, I know. You're the, oh, that's tinnitus. Oh, you got tinnitus. Oh, okay, that's automatic. You will get it. You know, you're a tanker? Yeah. Ten points right there. How's life going? It's very generic. Life now outside of the military. This is years down the road. With all this that I went go through, you know, my really my experience in life, it's it's unexplainable how how did I attain all you know all this good 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 stuff that coming to my life now that you know I don't even know how did I how what what I did and then how come I have this kind of good life now? So all I know is because of you know uh, I know I'm not lucky. I know I am. I am blessed of uh, everything, all the good things that happening to me because of uh, you know God's favor. You know, it, it, it's a, a help from 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 above, and 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 applying for that 
federal job if I did not join the military, if I did not have that DD-214 that, you know, I was Vietnam era military guy, they will never get me work at the government. So when they saw that, oh, you're a Vietnam era guy. And when I, w I qualify for that job, oh my God, I care. And then I was getting paid like for, for dollar 50 cents on the outside then. And then, and then the job that I applied for for the Navy, it was an ordinance man. I was working for the uh, weapon. And then, oh, it was, you, you went jump to 940. Oh my God, that's a big money. Thanks God. Yeah, it was a lot, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. He went almost double, uh, Eric. He was almost double and said, wow. Is that because, you know, I was in the military or something? No, that experience that, you know, remember I was, I was telling about, I was in the supply, S4. We, we deal with the fuel, we deal with um, ammo, we deal with uniform, we, we, I deal with everything before. So that was my experience. So I, I put that, all that in my uh, resume. And that's how I get that job. From there on, that's when my life start changing. Oh, I didn't even know that, you know, like, being a good soldier, you know, even even uh, even you, you know, like you have a uh, ten years in the military, but come to find out you're you're uh, you're not honorable discharge, yeah, no good. That's not so. Being in the military, you have to always remember you need to have that honorable discharge because that that right, that's your life. That do good things, but then they mess up on one really big fault, and then that. Did you know, they, they makes a big score on their entire career. Everything that they've done, all their achievements, yep. they can go right down the drain. Yeah. And it scars them, and then you get the dishonorable discharge. And then, what was all that for? Then? Yeah, there you go. You just, you know, in, in, you know, if you went through that, might as well you did not join the military. Might as well, because you just, you just went mess them up. But to join the military, you know, I and I know where I came from. I know where I came from, how I grew up. It, it was a hard life where I came from. And now I have a chance, it was my, like opportunity for me to, to change my life. I didn't even know that, you know, to be a, a, a good leader is a good follower. So when you, when you follow things, and then you later on said, hey, who knows how to do this? said, oh, I do it. Come to find out, then you be, become, you'll be the boss. My, my, uh, my civilian retirement, because I'm, I was in the old system, I could retire when I was uh, 55, but I have these three children that they have to go to college. They, they have to go to college, you know. I cannot retire, so me and Lori, I had a part-time job, full-time job. We have to make sure that they will finish something, which is, you know, we work hard for that. So you could have stopped at 55. Oh yeah, when I was 55, yeah. What happened is like, if I if I get out uh, uh, when I was 55, I have to wait for another five more years to be, you know, get that military retirement. Oh, yeah. The 60, so, oh shit, might as well, I, I just work until that. Uh, and then when my uh, pension from the military coming in, homie, it was like, I think it was 2013, I get the, the military, and then 2015, I get the retirement from the Navy. You're asking me about uh, how am I doing now? I'm, I'm doing very, very fine because they even tell me, hey, you go, go out there, spend your retirement money. Don't, don't save that money, but... What else has been exciting in your life? Because I know you love golfing. I, you know, my American dream really is like, 
you know all those things that I've been asking that you know I want to experience in my life. Yeah, I, I told you about that. Me, me, me and your uncle Carrie went drove from California to we went to Key West, Florida. We drove that all the way to Syracuse where you was, and then we drove back again. Oh yeah. That is not. Uh, that is not <laughs> something like it, it just happened to you. You gotta plan them, and you gotta have this, Eric. <laughs> you don't have this. I don't think so. You gotta have this. You don't have that. Oh. Oh yeah, but if you have that. Things can happen. But traveling is, is the, the 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 fun part of that. It's like, you know, but you gotta have this. Cause if you don't have this, no way. Yeah. You, you cannot be like, ah, yeah. uh, uh, this is all what I got. Oh, you cannot be traveling like that. You gotta have abundant of, uh, you know, to use. What are you? What is your perspective on money? Money, money to me right now is like I I, I have more than more than enough right now. So. You know, when when I I was working, when when me and your auntie was working, well, we we know how to save up money. We, you know, that's what it is. It's not it's not being like uh, you are they call that uh, naimot or whatever. But it's not. It's that you have to think about your tomorrow. That you will have enough money to spend. Now we have more than <laughs> spend. And then look at it. Look, it just it it just been burning. You know. We just the big jet just came in again, but we cannot go anywhere. And then you know sometimes he said, "Hey, let's go bring out the money. Let's go bring out the money." So for me to for under the pillow. <laughs> oh, you know my mother. My mother used to be like, "Oh man, Pachi used to be so mean to me. He no give me nothing." Then my mother always like, "Oh, he he go to town and buy good food." <laughs> Oh, you're lucky when you when you get money in your pocket, you can buy ice cream. You know, oh my God, ice cream, and then oh, those those were the days, Eric. A hard life, man. Yeah, oh, when I came to Hawaii, I was uh, what 19 already. Oh, 19. 18, yeah, I was oh. 18. I was almost 19, and then uh, I stayed with Pidila. I stay with them. I live with them for three years. 71, because I came here 1971. Then 71, 73, I and then I joined the military. Who convinced you to join? Um, oh, you know what, Eric? Here before, if you are just a, a regular Filipino kid that you don't know anything, the the only place to work before is like pineapple and sugar cane. That's the only place. You know, when I get out from the active duty, I went apply, and then you know all the guys that's Filipino in the office said, "Oh, pokang cane," and they also was laughing then. And then, oh, that's okay. But see, at night I used to pick pineapple at night. Summer is that's the only time we work, like at night. And so we work there. And then after that, hey, the, this old man, this old man said, hey, you better go see America. I said, oh, so us, yeah, see America. You know what? Oh, it's hard to make a non-regular or regular here. It's hard. And then like, oh man, you know, it's hard. That's a hard work, Eric. If you ever see where, how the Filip, you, you, you know how those Filipinos, how they used to plan. Uncle Thomas can tell you because he, he did. He he won. Hard. Plant pineapple. Oh, hard. Man. All day like this. Just like, oh, just like planting rice is even worse. And then this old man tell me, oh, you know what? You're still young. Go see America. Join the service. That's what he told me. And then he tell me, oh, Baruch. Narigat dito yung trabaho. No, ko awa narigat no hangga makapagriga o regular ka. Narigat tulata, ti ko baka 
kastoy kung kanana di lakay. Yeah, and then the old man said, oh, might as well go see America. And then it doesn't uh, go, go so wrong, you will always come back. I never seen them before. So I, after I, I graduated from uh, the basic training, because I supposed to, yeah, 1973, and then, and then, oh, uncle, I'm here. Oh, you guys can come pick me up. Uh, I'm, I'll be graduating on this day, so from there I need to leave the barracks. Oh, okay, so they came and attend my graduation. They they came in a station wagon. They all young kids too, you know, my cousin them. They were, oh my goodness, first time I met them too, first time. My auntie, you know, Auntie Loretta, I said, oh. After the one week, I have back to, I have to go, you know, my, my flight ticket is like Los Angeles to uh, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Because I had to go to report in uh, Fort Knox. You know, that, that's another one. I didn't even know how to travel before. I just, okay, gets, you know, when if you first time to travel, man, the biggest airport that, oh, I was crazy is uh, uh, O'Hare Airport. Yes, yeah, Chicago, that's a big airport. If you think that your flight is, uh, you know, like, oh, man, look, we're better start looking at the, the difference. Oh, man, you get out in here and come to find out, you go to the other end, oh, you better start running. What would be your advice to those that are still kind of getting started with their career or possibly thinking of changing? If you are asking my, that, my own opinion or, you know, like, sometimes the parents wants the child, the, their children to be of this, yes. of this profession. Okay, I want you to become a nurse. Okay, yeah. so the, the, the kid will not have a, a, a chance to say, Okay, mommy. Oh, she will not say, "Oh, I don't want to be a nurse." No, they they don't say. They just uh, because you ask and you you provide the you know uh, money and then they go to college and all that. But when they when they graduated, oh, you know what, mom? This is not what I want. But you know because you ask me, okay, now I'm a nurse, but I I need to go back to school and I need to go to uh, learn. I want to work in a bank. Wow, that's where the money. So sometimes, sometimes it's like that. Yeah, yeah they, they come up with that. Yeah, and then so I said, oh man, so sometimes also, parents sometimes, that's where the problem something. You have to, uh, not because you're the mom or the dad or, or uh, you, what have you, who you are, and you need to ask like, oh, you have to be like brother kind, sister kind with, uh, with your children, you know, like, you have to be open with them. You gotta communicate with them. Otherwise, you know, you cannot just pull, you know, bully your child. Hey, I want you to be, I want you uh, to be this way. I want to uh, tell the young kids now that, okay, when you, when this thing happened to you, hey, it's, you, you have your choice. It's your choice. So you wanna be this way, that's what you wanna be. But, you know, remember now, parents always, they always expect something from you. You, you, they, they, you know, you know, parents, especially Filipinos, Filipino parents, they so proud of their children that, oh, you know, my daughter is an architect too. <laughs> uh, oh, she, oh, she went to uh, USC uh, uh, and and come to find out. So what is your daughter doing? Oh, she works down downtown. What she does? Oh, she went. To, oh, she spent so much money. Sometimes. It's really up to you that you know you wanna be this way because one day now remember you will have your own family and and then or or uh, 
you 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 want always be better you you know like your parents always they always expect you to be to be uh, you know somebody that you know they they didn't even expect that oh i don't believe that you know he's already into that kind of stuff just like your mom and dad look look at that you know sometimes i look at them so that i i speak to your dad and oh my god Oh, medik amuti ko na di Jayan. Oh, nak. You need to go. You need. You need to go. Stay with him now. Oh, anak arti tangkak. Tangkak berak mu. Tangkak berak lah tangkak minta nu. Adat mau orang mau nak ketingkan tu. Ingkan tu agis taking ko anak. Oh, mende jaget. Dah kau ngamin. Dati terterbau lah tati kan lagi nisi tang dah kau terterbau. Oh, isungan tu ada dete time yo. Ayaw ang ganun. Huwag mo naghihina dito pagbayad ka tayo rin ta. That's what they say. Yeah, they can tell me that's what. Oh, what else I can say, you know? When they say that to you, but you know, that's what it is. Parents always expect, you know, something good that, you know, the children accomplish something. But you know, if, if parents do not see anything from you that you don't prove something, then oh, madin sama mater army dan mata itu. When you hear that kind of stuff, oh, watch out, watch out. It's it's not easy to uh, <laughs> it's not easy to to uh, change your life, you know. Yeah, <coughs> I know. Life is life is hard, but. It's even harder if you are stupid. So try not to be stupid. You, you listen and do the right thing at all time. You know, yeah. And then remember now, be responsible. That's another one. It's okay to make mistake, but not all the time. Remember that. Yeah. When you run to things that you cannot, you know, correct yourself. Remember, you don't, you don't go to to people that. You, you don't know who are those people. You, so I always tell my children that if you have a problem, you need to come see me or your mom. Not, not your friend because your friend cannot give you that advice. Yeah. You, how do you know? Maybe they even have more problem too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the things that you need to, to uh, see or, or uh, uh, put that in your mind. Yeah, that's what I want to have in the future too. With my kids, so that, like I'm approachable. You have to, you have to, Eric. You have to remember when you grow up. The same thing, like okay, when you grow up, it's a lots of uh, things that. Oh, when I grow up, I don't want to be this way. I I grow up, I want to be this yeah, way. I wasn't able to bring up a lot of things to my parents growing up. Well, because know? of the life, uh, life is life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to put the stress on them. Who will ask you questions on certain topics or subjects, right? And then you you always want to talk about things that you know about. I never want to lie about something else just because, you know, I have to answer that question. No, you don't have to answer everything. That's true. Because yeah. Or 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 uh, you just making it worse yourself. But you know how the you know military. I learned this from the military. You, they always ha have these things like, oh, you know what? Uh, let me let me write down that question. I'll get back to you. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, you know what? I I I can help you that. Yeah. You, you 
gotta have a lot of courage for that yeah. and also humility like I, I can't i don't know it right now oh um, there because we want to be the yes man yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people want right. to be like yes man the yes man and like or yes or yes man kind of like know the answer to everything like it's okay i i came across with people like that come to find out oh this is the dumbest person the shit, shit. Oh, oh man i used to have a boss like that exactly what you're saying this guy you know what he was a april in the navy and then somehow he became a GS12 in the in the in the working at a, you know I used to be I was a, a WG7 and he was he was a GS9 then when he was a nine then he made the 11 then he made the 12 said oh man you know what I used to attend his class he used to give classes with the military and then and then oh Rudy you wanna come and uh, attend the class and oh sure I will come said and you know what I didn't even attend his class from from that on and then until hey how this guy know all these things i work with him now and then you saw what happened is like how how you know he know all these things and so okay one day one day oh i i, I have a problem in the warehouse and you know what warren and you need to come in the warehouse and then show me how to do this and, and then oh you know what he came red his face came red said hey look at what you what did you teach in class you gotta you show me what, how did you do and then and then you know what so I, what, so what are you supposed to do with that then I'm, I'm, I'm asking you because you, you don't teach the, the, the class yeah you, you teach the class and then this is so he didn't oh know. my goodness and then you know what said from there are you bullshit and said oh from there you know when he says something I just shake my head oh man I tell everybody hey Rudy how long you know him? How long you work with him? Only now you know that. Oh my man, you you know. <laughs> oh boy, and then one day, one day I didn't wanna touch that drum because that drum there's no no MSDS, nothing. No sample, nothing about that drum, whatever inside. So I tell him, hey, you know what? You open the drum. I tell him, hey, you if if I open the drum you have to be with me. Or the director, I told oh, he came red. They don't touch the drum, just leave it there. Then that drum was there for so long. That's why you know you gotta be careful with people that you know sometimes they can talk like hell. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, in a way, if you if you if you run to things like that, just be honest to yourself. And yeah, yeah. You, you, I remember I attend one uh, briefing. You know, the, this is the intelligence briefing. And uh, Bubut Bubut was in the. He was an enlisted person. He was he was stationed in Germany too. He was a tanker too, like me. Did he uh, commission? Yeah. So what happened is, uh, I got to tell you about Bubut. Bubut, when he came to the unit, I was already in the unit too, and then uh, in, in the intelligence. So what he did is, he, in order for you to join the unit, you have to go take your uh, uh, some kind of test. Yeah, yeah. Defense language, you know, like proficient. Yeah, and then then uh, and then you have to like 25 cents or 25 centimeters. <laughs> You know, you know, you know to know that. You know, oh, you thing. get paid extra. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and then, and then Bubut one day, they, he, he's wearing the, you know, the, yeah, because he was in Germany, they, you know, they went to, you know, the desert zone. He went into that when he was doing a briefing. They, they think that he was just a new, he was, they think that he was in the reservice or something that they didn't know that he went to war now. He went to he went to the combat thing when he was in the unit. I was the retention NCO, and this is I had 
two of them, two of them that I went help him out. You know, you know what? I have, uh, I have all these Korean guys that getting down to go to attend the warrant officer school. Yeah, the walk and then, hey, so I went and speak to the recruiter and said, what's going on here, man? I got some Filipino qualified too. Hey, give me some of that form. I need to let them fill up. Oh, oh, you think you get a, you have somebody that, you know, of course, it's not only the Korean, man. Hey, you speak Korean, you just got to speak Filipino. And then, and then, you know, Filipino, you speak all different languages. There's a lot of, we got Ilocano, Tagalog, Labisayan, uh, hey, we got a lot. Hey, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, they still need, they still need a, a degree then? No. No, he just uh, like right, right hand for him because he was a E6. He was a E6. There's, an, there's another guy that he was a E5, but in order for him to go, then they promoted me E6, then he go. Two of them. Yeah, they made, both of them retired, the Warren officer four. Yeah, they made it. But these guys are very, you know, they are sharp because, like Bobo, he went college to the Philippines. Any parting advice before I close it off? Oh, all I can say is that if you do not have this thing, you have to work for it hard very hard so you can have it and things will not just come easy you have to work for something and in order for you to succeed you have to take the risk all the time and you know like if the risk is not worth it then okay you you know when you don't do that but you know being in the military being in the military uh what risk <laughs> that's the, what risk there's no risk everything is safe <laughs> when when something happens that is the risk. Thank you so much for tuning in. What an honor and privilege to have Uncle Rudy as a role model and mentor in my life. I hope this episode was also encouraging for you all and that you took away something valuable that you can incorporate in your life or perhaps share with others around you. Go forth and make a difference for yourself and your family. See you on the next episode.